This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. And welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne, and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Happy New Year to you. Safe to say it's been a strange time since I last spoke to you. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast, that look back over the year and the little quiz. It's still there if you've not heard it yet. Now, since the back end of last year, I've been speaking with various people about England, so I've got some episodes to kickstart the year off whilst we wait for the start of those World Cup qualifiers in March. And speaking of which, I've got a special on that coming soon, which I hope you'll enjoy. Now, before we get into this first episode of 2021, I just wanted to mention the Lion Hearts project that the FA, the England team and Lionesses put together which I guess has been running over the past five, six months, assembling a squad of 23 individuals who have raised money, spirits and smiles during these hard times, seeing the amount of money raised by individuals for various good causes and all doing great things in the face of adversity has been, well, really inspiring. I really hope they get the chance to shine and maybe lead the team out at Wembley. Half-time appreciative applause or something, I don't know, hopefully in front of a crowd one day soon. Now, if you've not seen it, go Google Lionhearts England. Actually, one of them, Aisha Pakran Ovi, has been awarded a BEM in the Queen's New Year's Honours list. That is a British Empire medal. And which brings us on nicely to maybe some more familiar names that have been announced at the end of 2020. Gillian Coulthard, Jimmy Greaves and Ron Flowers were all awarded MBEs for services to football. Jill Coulthard was a former captain of the England women's team, before they were more commonly known as the Lionesses. In fact, uh, you can hear her on a previous episode of this podcast, number 52. You can hear a chat I had with her. Uh, She was captain of the first England team to go to a Women's World Cup. Uh, Both Jimmy Greaves and Ron Flowers were members of the 1966 squad. Jimmy Greaves, he scored 44 goals in 57 appearances. Take that in. 44 in 57. Absolutely phenomenal record. And it was only injury that robbed him of playing more in the, uh, the 66 tournament. And Ron Flowers played 49 times for England, scoring 10 times. Congratulations to all of them. Now, one piece of news that may have escaped your attention was the cancellation of the under-17 European Championships this year that were due to be held in Cyprus between the 6th and 22nd of May. And this followed the cancellation of last year's tournament that was scheduled for Estonia which, like this year, has been cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, we had been drawn in the same qualifying group as Slovakia, Belarus and Armenia, but no games had been played yet. Hopefully, though, as we enter this new year, we can still look forward to the postponed European Championships from last year, Euro 2020, Euro 2021, call it what you want. 
of the restrictions that we've all had to endure over Christmas, I really don't have the foggiest idea of whether we as supporters will be able to physically be there to see it. Obviously, I hope so. And with the news of the new Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, it does give room for some optimism. It has to be a safe environment for everyone. Decisions going to have to be made soon, though, I'd imagine, to get everything in place ready. Right, let's get on with this episode. I had a chat with England fan Sam Goldsworthy from It's Coming Home TV a while back. This is our conversation. I hope you'll enjoy it. As always, it's great to speak with fellow England supporters, and I'm glad to say we're doing it again. I'd like you to welcome uh, to the Three Lions podcast to Sam Goldsworthy, England and Burton Albion fan. Hello there, Sam. How are we doing, Russell? You okay? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. Great stuff. Now, uh, people may may know of you because you are you're the host of It's Coming Home TV, and and you're very kind. Uh, you invited me on a little while back, and I thought, you know what, it's high time we uh, we returned the favour. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a, a, a privilege to to have. Uh, obviously, you were our, sort of our first guest outside of the normal uh, normal three or four of us, um, and obviously, considering you know you obviously do a similar thing to us it's always good to to get people on that do the same thing and obviously we can you know share ideas and it's all for a good cause at the end of the day absolutely so so how did it's coming home tv come about so i think we were sort of you know halfway through lockdown we're all a bit bored <laughs> um and it was just you know you got you get a lot of time to think and so you, obviously you're trying to get things to to look forward to and obviously at the time it was obviously looking forward to the autumn games of england at the time obviously we we didn't really know if we were going to be able to go or not there was hope that we maybe you know could go so we sort of just had a, a chat between a few of us and we said well obviously there's a lot of fan channels as such out there yeah. um for the club side obviously arsenal fan tv being your most famous one and we just thought well there's not really anything out there for, for England fans in terms of visual fan content. Obviously, I know there's obviously yourself with, with the podcast, which is, you know, absolutely fantastic. And, it's, you know, we give that a, a, a listen every time. But we just thought, you know, something a bit like um, when squad reactions come out or, um, you know, team news or, or post, you know, match reactions or, you know, in-game videos. Um, I know there's a couple of sort of vloggers, shall we say, mm. that, that do that. Do that but uh, they're not sort of like committed you know, England Travel Club members or, or things like that. So we just thought, yeah, let, let's sort of try and get something together. And at, at the start, it was, you know, it was a it's Zoom calls, basically. And yeah. um, it's still in its early stages. And, and we thought, well, we'll get the first few out of the way. And then by the time September, October, November comes around, we'll, you know, we'll be at the games and we'll be able to, you know, do do videos. But here we are in in November at the time of recording. And uh, yeah, we're still, still none the wiser as to when we'll be uh, allowed at games. So it's a bit unfortunate, really. But... Yeah, it's still in its obviously early stages, We're hoping to obviously grow it over the next few years. You know, it's slow and steady. It's going to take time to, to build up a, you know, a, a fan base or, or a following. But obviously, hopefully, when we start getting back to games, you know, our content can get a bit, you know, a bit more diverse, a bit better. The quality can improve and, and, you know, hopefully we can get it. I'm not saying we'll get it to an Arsenal fan TV standard, but, you know, we'll get it sort of a you know, any part of the way there would be fantastic, really, just to give something to an England fans to look back on. 
yeah no i wish you all the very best for that and and on the the channel you've got michael you've got callum and and who's the other lad who's occasionally been with you uh matt matt of course it is i mean are they the guys that you go to to england games regularly with um yeah so sort of i sort of knew michael first um mm. just found him through facebook obviously saw that he, you know he was going to sort of england away days and sort of had aspirations at the time back then to do the sort of thing myself that's sort of how I sort of got in contact with him and I met his partner Selena through him and then the rest of the guys Callum, Matt, Rebecca, everybody else sort of came through Michael sort of through his circle okay. um, and when me and Kerry my wife joined the travel club and we went on our sort of first few away games I think our first one was Spain and then we went to a few more but I think it was the Bulgaria one where we sort of, to, sort of got to meet everybody really as a, as a group and we sort of set up a, a Facebook messenger group through there, through all of us in that sort of group that met up in Bulgaria. And we've been, you know, really good friends ever since. And I think that's one of the great things about following England is that we would never have met these people if we, you know, weren't going away with England. And, you know, obviously we all live over different parts of the country and it, this is like sort of the one thing that all brings us together. But yeah, they're, you know, a fantastic group of, of guys. And when I sort of mentioned the idea to them on, on the chat, um, they were, you know, all supportive for it and Callum had said himself he'd sort of been looking to sort of start something up quite similar so yeah they were all sort of well on board with it and sort of um, thought we'd uh, form a bit of a team and, and, and go from there really. Yeah no it's such a familiar story of hearing that England supporters meet other England supporters and you build that bond you build that friendship yeah. that uh, that can be lifelong lasting really um, so yeah great to hear that that's that's happened so you mentioned was that your first England away game Spain? Uh, yeah, so I know it's always been something I'd wanted to do, but never sort of been in the right sort of place, um, either financially or, or work-wise to do it. But then sort of after the World Cup in 2018, I guess there's quite a few people really that sort of got that buzz and that, you know, that inspiration to think, right, we're going to do this now. We're going to, you know, go and go and uh, join the travel club. We're going to go and follow the, you know, England away. I've been to sort of home games for for a long, long period of time. I did, right. a, um, I did an apprenticeship in 2013 at the FA um, in the FA Learning Department. So it was okay. basically working at St. George's Park in the sort of like the coach education department. Just on a, It was like a one-year apprenticeship. And uh, obviously we got sort of tickets through that as you, as you do at the FA and went to obviously I think every single sort of friendly in 2013. Obviously that was the big 150th anniversary year. So we had the likes of Ireland, Scotland, Brazil, um, et cetera. Um, so it was a great year and sort of I'd sort of stuck to it sort of since I'd obviously been to a few of the home games and then yeah 2018 came around and just thought yeah let's do it so Spain away um, in the Nations League was the was the first one and I don't think we really could have picked a a better first away game really going up to uh, obviously into Seville nobody expected us to get anything and to be sort of three in a lot at half time was you know absolutely incredible memories that we'll never forget and we think we'll thought right yeah we're definitely doing this you know continuously now this is the thing we want to do. Oh, you're making me jealous because that was one of the games that I uh, <laughs> that I didn't actually get to go to. Um, oh, okay. I look back on that one and think, oh, if only. Because, yeah. yeah the, the stories about about the rain in Spain and Texas's yes. <laughs> ground. I mean, I've been there before. So it's great. It's a great city. It's a it's a great yeah. ground. Um, but to see England, as you say, win there in Seville in in that Nations League campaign, yeah, great. And and then did you follow? Did you go on to Portugal for the for the Nations League? Yes, we did. Yes, so um, I can remember instantly being on the train coming back from the Croatia game, and we were sort of already booking hotels and yeah. and sort of looking at flights and things like that. And 
yeah, Portugal was just a fantastic week. Um, I think we flew out on the, uh, it was either the Sunday evening or the Monday morning, and we had a whole whole week there, basically. I think we stayed from, yeah, it must have been the Sunday through to the Monday. Had a whole week in Porto, Did you know, got to see so much stuff. And I think my sort of best memory from it was, I think it was either, I think it was the Saturday after we'd lost the Netherlands, obviously the day before the third, fourth place playoff. And going down to sort of like that, the riverbank where the, uh, obviously we got the view of the bridge and, and, and the river. It was yeah, absolutely beautiful, scorching hot day. Yeah. Um, and obviously the amount of England fans that were out, you know, having having a great time, obviously dancing along to the music. You wouldn't, you know, you'd have thought we were in the final, not <laughs> having lost. And I think that just shows the the spirit and, and the passion of, you know, England fans that, you know, whatever the result, you know, we'll We'll create memories. We'll go and enjoy these experiences, and you know, as you say, meet new people, create memories, and yeah, Portugal, as you say, was fantastic. Obviously, a bit disappointing with the semi-final. You know, having that Jesse Lingard winner, and then having it ruled out by VAR. Oh, and, yeah. You know, the adrenaline still going through. Yeah, you don't really know what's going on, what's happening, because obviously, in them early stages of VAR, they didn't really explain, you know, what was going on and what was happening. It was only. I think when uh, the television pictures were coming through and people were sending us stuff from home that we could see it was basically a toenail. And yeah, it was a bit sort of, it took us sort of a day to get over it of how uh, disappointing it was that we hadn't got to the final because I think it would have been a great occasion at, at obviously Porto's grand. We did manage to go to the uh, Porto, uh, Portugal, Switzerland game the day before. Okay. So I did manage to get get to, uh, to Porto's ground, but uh, you know, the final would have been a great occasion. But nonetheless, it was a fantastic week. And as you say, it's memories that will last for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. And and you say about going to to Porto's ground there. Um, I actually wandered up to it, so I didn't go in. But I've seen from your is it I think Twitter account or Facebook account, you're a bit of a ground hopper yourself. Yeah. So I'm basically obviously I was a Burton Albion fan for about well I'm still am, but I was hmm. a Burton Albion season ticket holder for for eleven years. That was you know that's my team. That's the one I followed. Yeah. And obviously starting following them in non-league gave me a sort of a, a passion for, for non-league football um, and I've volunteered at a couple of sort of non-league clubs over the years at Roaster and Michelover Sports and yeah I just love going to sort of new grounds ticking off as many as I can I think I'm sort of like in the two um, two eight six at the moment or something like that yeah I just love you know going to going to different grounds I think uh, I've been to a two or three in Germany as well sort of on Bundesliga match days and wow. you know they're, they're fantastic over there I think um Hamburg and Bayer Leverkusen were, you know, were unreal. The, the you know, the, the how cheap the ground, um, the tickets are, you know, how more relaxed the sort of like, you know, the the fans are, and obviously they can have, you know, drinks in the stands, and the tickets are a lot cheaper, and it's yeah, fantastic, and yeah, I just love going to watch, you know, a game any any night I can. It's sort of that thing that, especially when you realise now, when you know, there's no football at non-league level going on how much you miss it because it's sort of that thing that gets you through the week or gets you through that Tuesday or that Friday into the, into the weekend and it's that thing to sort of look forward to at the end of the end of the week or on that Tuesday or Wednesday night so yeah hopefully obviously we can get back to back to it sooner rather than later but uh, yeah any you know any type of football I'm, I'm always whatever level I'm always you know up for watching it. Great stuff. Well, I mean, hopefully next year, uh, or I say probably this year as as we're talking twenty twenty one, we will be in a state of play that we can go to to England games again. Maybe yeah. a bit in a uh, in a smaller capacity. We're yet to know. I mean, how how do you feel about England going forward? Obviously, we didn't make it to the the Nations League final this time around, which is a shame. But uh, it is what it is, but we've still got the Euros to look forward to and, and hopefully uh, maybe some new grounds for yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, yeah, it's, it's disappointing not to get there again. Um, but I don't think it's the end of the world. End of the day, you look at, um, you know, Portugal have missed out. Um, Switzerland have missed out, probably been relegated um, at the time of recording. And I think the only team out of the, the four from the last one is probably the Netherlands that might or might not have got through. So end of the day, you know, you think how many teams are across this, 12 teams across the uh, the League A and only four can get through. And mm. it's such a, but I love, I say, as you say, I love the Nations League. I think it means that teams can pit themselves against similar level teams and it gives you an idea of where the team is at that point. So yeah, going into 2021, obviously the Euros, we're probably not as confident as we were, say after the uh, after the Montenegro and Kosovo games at the end of qualifying. But I think we've just got to put things into a bit of a perspective and think, you know, there are some other strong teams out there. Everyone's vying for the same, you know, same competition, same trophy. It's going to be, you know, whatever happens with the tournament, whether it's you know stays as it is, or if it's reduced countries, or if it's one country, if it's in the UK, fantastic. You know, that would be absolutely brilliant. Um, but I think it's going to be. It will be a great tournament, you know, if fans are allowed in. Obviously, we don't know yet, but you know, hopefully, with the you know things are starting to look up again, we can see a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, and we can sort of get some sort of, sort of form of fans back in. Hopefully, by the summer, um, things would have calmed down a bit. But uh, yeah, obviously, we've had the well, we don't know at this time we're recording, but we'll obviously have the World Cup qualifying. Yeah, um, probably a couple of games in March. Yeah, it'd be nice to get to some, as you say, nice to get to some uh, some new ground, some new places. And that's probably the, another thing that's brilliant about following England is the places that, you know, you go to, you probably never think to go to in any other form of life and, you know, on holiday or anything like that. So sort of like, you know, the, the smaller teams, you've got your San Marinos, your Gibraltars, um, you know, Gibraltar would be absolutely fantastic. But yeah, and, you know, anything sort of different, new, a new experience, a new country, a different scenario. Yeah, that you know, it'd be fantastic to to go and experience you know England away in something completely different. Yeah, and I remember you telling me um, when I appeared on on its coming home TV, you had a bit of a mission going between Czech Republic and Bulgaria. Go on, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, there wasn't really any direct flights as such between Prague and Sofia. Um, there was obviously a few options um, flying wise, but they were obviously very expensive. Yeah. So I, you know. Again, it's another thing about following England. It's trying to find sort of different and unique ways because obviously, as we all know, when the fixtures get done um, and the dates get set, all the prices go up as the demand goes up. So it's about, I guess, trying to find uh, unique ways to uh, to try and uh, get to games. Basically, my story was that we uh, we took uh, two buses over, I think it was eight, 800, 900 miles to get from Prague to, um, as you say, Sofia. I think initially we flew in from... Uh, to berlin and got a bus down from there to prague for the czech republic game yeah and then we got a bus from prague to budapest in hungary which was about seven seven and a half hours um in the daytime and then we probably had about a three or three and a half hour layover yeah, in budapest which was great to be fair because yeah. never been to the city before we managed to have a bit of time wandering around sort of uh checking out a few of the sites and obviously they've got the you know the lovely uh the riverbanks there and stuff and it was really good and then it was a I say about 11, 12 hour overnight bus oh. through through Serbia <laughs> over to the other side, which was uh, it was an experience. You think, oh, you know, I'll uh, I'll get to sleep on the bus, but you never do. Yeah, it, it was interesting. It took I think it took an hour and a half to two hours just to cross in between Hungary and Serbia. 
and then obviously once you get into Serbia, you lose all your phone connection um, with it being outside of the EU and you don't get any until the other side. I just remember there was a Bulgarian lady on there. Um, and as we got through the other side, she was uh, saying to everybody, she was saying, oh, well, you might as well get your sleep now because it's six hours to the other side of Serbia. And it was like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, to be to make it great, there was a, a few other sort of England supporters on the coach as well. Oh, I was going to ask that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a few, a few on there. So it made for, um, you know, it made you think. Well, you know, we're not the only one doing this, and it was, you know, great to sh- again meet some new people, share some stories about uh, about England away days, and uh, I think we got over to the other side into into Bulgaria, got into Sofia about eight in the morning, and yeah, we were just absolutely knackered. I think we picked our uh, picked our, uh, we had a bit of food, picked our tickets up, went straight to the hotel and just slept for the whole night because we were just absolutely, as you say, shattered from 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 the journey. But it, it was worth it in the end, watching a 6-0. Obviously, what happened during the game wasn't so great, but uh, mm. yeah, I think the result in the end uh, made it all worthwhile in the end. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess being so new onto the the travel club front, you've been quite fortunate to get tickets for for so many games. So you must have worked yeah, yeah. your way up the ladder um, quite a bit. Yeah, so obviously I've been to you know, loads and loads of home games over the years. Of course, um, yeah. um, so I think that sort of helped. But uh, yeah, I think we're, we've been quite fortunate. Spain, I think we got. Um, uh, I think we got through the second chance sale, which was helpful. Prague was obviously, you know, we were a bit umming and ahhing with Prague because we thought, oh, you know, they're only going to allow a certain amount of fans in. But all credit to the the people in the travel club, they managed to get us to say a, a very, very generous allocation for for Prague, which meant that we could get tickets. I think I I got a ticket automatically. Kerry, I think, had to go through the second chance sale, so we were in sort of different parts of the ground. I think we got I got one of the cheap tickets. She got one of the expensive ones. So she was like a completely different sort of side of the ground to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we got in in the end. So, yeah. and yeah, obviously, say Bulgaria, you know, we 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 bruised through uh, quite comfortably. Montenegro, um, I think last year, well, in twenty nineteen, that was a bit uh, a bit of an expensive one because obviously, because it was such a small allocation of tickets in the away end, we missed out through that, you know, quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, but what happened was, I think it was the um, the travel, obviously, the, the official travel company at the time. Obviously, they wanted to get a few um, a few more England fans in, so they sort of offered a uh, a ticket in the family and friends section along yes, with the. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, obviously, to get that ticket, you'd have to, you had to take sort of like you know the day package, flying from Stansted in the morning, coming back afterwards. So, yeah, that was quite an expensive one, but uh, you know, again, totally worth it. Yeah. Considering I'd never been to Montenegro, you never think you're going to go to a, a city so small as that. I think you could walk around it in about an hour. Um, it was, you know, it's tiny, and um, yeah, as you say, great performance again, marred by uh, events beyond our control, sadly, um, in terms of the racism stuff that happened. But uh, you know, again, another you know great experience, and having to, you know to sit where I was, sort of behind the behind the dugouts, and I say there was a few other people that had done the sort of same thing as me, and. You know, as you say, you get chatting to them and, and yeah, no, it was a great, great experience. And yeah, you say, I've been quite lucky in a way, but at the same time, we've been a bit unlucky really with uh, the fact that, you know, we had the Croatia game behind closed doors and then COVID's hit and we've missed yeah. out on so much, so much football this year. So yeah, it's it's, it's painful really. It's been over a year since we've, you know, been able to watch the, the three lines in person. So yeah, it's been, 
been a kick in the teeth really but you know hopefully 2021 and then leading into the world cup in 2022 uh, and beyond um obviously we've got some great things to look forward to in the next few years with obviously the, the next euros after the world cup in sort of you know us canada mexico in 2026 you know there's some great things to look forward to in the future for for all england fans i think I think you're very right and and good to hear some some real positive good memories there it's always good to hear those um Sam thank you very much for your time it is of course it's coming home tv you can find it on youtube can't you yeah so so yeah so obviously you can find it on youtube if you just you know type uh, it's coming home tv um and then they've also got we've got the uh, twitter pages um facebook page and instagram again if you just type it's coming home tv that'll all come up for you you can give them a, a follow or a like and yeah hopefully as um in 2021 we'll have a lot more content going forward um you know as we as we get back into grounds great stuff sam thank you very much and yeah let's let's meet up at some stage absolutely mate no worries look forward to it Thanks to Sam there for his time. Good to chat with him. And I'm sure in time we'll catch up with the other guys that contribute to the channel. Thanks for listening. I wish you all the best for the new year and hope to chat and meet up with many more of you as the year goes along. Don't forget, you can follow the podcast on many of the social channels. Just search Three Lions Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's also on YouTube too. If you know of someone who would benefit from subtitles... It's all there on YouTube. But you can also find it on the majority of podcast platforms. And I'd be properly grateful if you'd give it a review on iTunes. In the meantime, let's start the year off standing strong mentally and physically. Stick to the rules. The more we do it, the quicker we can get out of this mess. And I'll be back soon with another episode. So until then, cheers. Cheers.